0: welcome 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 to episode number 34 of the eavesdrop podcast one of my mentors one of my closest friends i i consider you a friend obviously absolutely bro. uh we met in early or late two thousand and nine for the first time uh, i've obviously at, at that point i already known who you were you were you know you had already built m l g and uh and were up and running you know this was in during the the halo Hay days and mm-hmm. you know it's not often that you get to, were you, were you the commissioner at some what, what did you, you no, did it all no. so, so uh i
1: was the uh I was like the the brand and community guy, right? So John Nelson Anakin was our commissioner yeah, yeah. from like way early on. After our first event, basically he came and saved us. Um, well, second, um, and so
0: I was before the, you before you, uh, this is Sundance. I, I know, like I I, I didn't introduce you the, the way I wanted to. Not that I'm nervous, just a tiny bit. But I've I've been I've been waiting to do this podcast for such a long time mm-hmm. that it it I, I kind of got my brain all jumbled up. So uh, with us today. Uh, Sundance Di Giovanni, uh, co-founder of Major League Gaming. Um, I'm here today because of what the platform that he built for everybody to to, to play in. The you know flame sword is on that Red Bull can. Ninja's on that Red Bull can. Uh, I mean, I can I can point at Call of Duty is on here because of the work that you uh, and and the rest of the MLG team did so uh thank you
1: no thank i mean thank you for that uh, obviously a ton of people went into all of that and um but they're not here they're not here it's okay it's all right but 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 you know some key folks were with us through that early those early days right to build what you were talking about like adam apicella john nelson uh obviously mikey Seps on my partner chris puckett who in the beginning was a competitor and was behind the you know the mic and you know is back to that now doing other stuff so we started out, you know, g- built Halo up, tried to work with other games. Call of Duty was always on the radar, uh, was big online for us with game battles. It was hard for us to get a circuit going. Yeah. Um, the second we did, folks like you and Hastro came into my life, and I was like, there's some good people, and we're yeah. going to work with this game. Um, and and with, luckily enough, we did. And, and look, I'm here as much because of what you've built as you are because of what I've built, right? Without people like you and, and the other folks, the players, um, the entrepreneurs, the people who really, who love this stuff as much as I do, I'm, you know, I'm probably behind a desk somewhere right now looking at the clock.
0: Yeah. Thank God we're not there, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I want I want to start for the very early days. I'm going to tell you how I experienced it from from my side, and then you tell me like what really happened if you can. Absolutely. Okay. So when I started playing Call of Duty, it was in 2006, and I was playing Call of Duty 2, and there was a, a ladder both on. Uh, Mlg, what was what was Mlg's name before that?
1: So we we were running the, the this, game battles. Sorry. Game, game battles was the online stuff. Yeah, we, we yeah. So we kind of merged those things together, kind of yeah. sloppily. We bought game battles. It was originally SoCom
0: battles. SoCom battles. There yeah, you go. Way yeah. back. Yeah. So SoCom battles. Um, well, I came into the scene when it, when uh, game battles was game battles, um, and then I would hear rumors from other. Pro- I, I, I was twenty six at the time. I was working in the mortgage industry. And I, uh, I, I would, you know, this was cu- a curiosity of mine to to play video games. But I, I was playing with Optic, and I had a clan called playgax right before that, with me and my brother founded. Um, but we played on a, on a website called NX Gamers exclusively for uh, uh, Optic. I don't know whatever fuck that meant back then. Right. Um, you guys bought a website from this one dude, right? SoCOM battles. SoCOM, yeah.
1: So this this guy Chip was the engineer behind SoCOM battles, and it was it was a great ladder system. Yeah. And we were like, this this shit's gonna be big. Like online, yeah. like we need to connect kids all across the country and make them play against each other mm-hmm. so they can talk shit yeah. and and celebrate th- their victories. Yeah. And it really became the foundation for competitive Call of Duty for us, right? So that's how we found, you know, let's go play GBs became, you know, this thing in in the Call of Duty community. Whereas Halo was just live events because the matchmaking and the online stuff with Halo, until Halo 2, really wasn't there, right? And e- even with that, it just wasn't the same cultural, Phenomenon. Call of Duty was just like, you know, every year Call of Duty dropped, mm-hmm. everybody played. Yeah, you know, and and every yeah. every single year it was this, you know, Christmas news was a thing, and there was just these moments in time, and when YouTube videos for Call of Duty started to blow up, and um, it was just like, oh, this game is this game has a lot of weight behind it. Yeah, like we, we cannot ignore this.
0: No, well, so we, man, I I, I want to go all the way back into the what, what did you do? Let's let's start there okay. before gaming. Okay. Okay? Because I want to know how you met Mike Sepp. still to this day, oh, yeah. I, we, I've never asked you this question. <laughs> um, or him, for that matter. Yeah. Right? Uh, so... What did you do? College? Like what? 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 Uh, what led you to to here?
1: So when I was sixteen, I moved out. Um, got a job. I actually, graduated early. I, I, um, got a job in a local arcade in a uh, resort town. So, how old were you around the time? About fifteen, sixteen. When I, fifteen, when I got the job. Sixteen, when I moved out and moved into a apartment with two girls, college girls. And My man, yeah. Uh, it was a fun time. And we had these two college dudes who lived upstairs. So we'd have keggers. It was like yeah. it was it was a very interesting summer right before I went to college. Yeah. It kind of prepared me to not be a complete fuck up because yeah. I got a lot of it out of my system. Um, but I realized something. I would hold tournaments in the arcade for whatever I could. right We're going away like even pinball machines or whatever games we had. There was this one crossbow game where it was just like yeah, how how accurate could you be? But people would show up for it. And I'd put up like those crappy little, you know, stuffed animal lot, prizes yeah. and shit. And people would be like, oh. And I'd write people's names up on a board. And it yeah. was like, yo, there's people competitive like Bragging me. Bragging rights. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and same thing with consoles at home. And so uh, it was just a fun time for me. And so then I, I went to NYU for film for a very short period of time. Film. Realized, yeah, film. I realized after a year, basically, that it was, was not for me. Um, so I got myself removed uh, from NYU, and I started to work in the industry. When
0: you say removed, like you...
1: I behaved badly enough to lose my scholarship so that I couldn't afford it because I refused to go into debt for college. Yeah, good. So, yeah. So- you don't teach that. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked out. I mean, it worked out. So I started to work in the uh, music video and, and TV commercial industry in New York City. I very quickly realized that I was... Able to do a lot of the jobs on set, started to ghostwrite some music videos for people, started to direct some stuff, started to make enough money where I could just like take months off and, and travel. Cause mm-hmm. I was living lean, right? It yeah. was just me, my dog and my girlfriend at the time. Uh, and I was like, I want to go see the world. I want to travel the world and shit. And so uh, I, I went to, moved to Spain for six months. I was in Hong Kong, the Philippines. I was in China, Vietnam, Thailand. Um, Jesus. just. Cuba and I was always with the Cuba? camera. Cuba, how yeah. how did that happen? Well, I got a diplomatic uh, pass to go and shoot a documentary with a company I was working with about music and baseball, mm-hmm. two things I love. Right, so we go down. Um, and it's crazy trip. They're like, "Don't get your passport stamped." I'm like, "No, I'm getting that shit stamped." Yeah. I'm like, what are they gonna do? But yeah. we, I got it stamped. It was, but it wasn't like a regular passport stamp. So it was just like a smudge. But yeah. Um, and we were there for like eight days, and it was incredible, dude. It was an eye opening experience. I realized, like. You know what? Compared to where I was coming from, where these people were at, and what they had, and what they had access to, I had no right to complain ever again. Like, mm-hmm. cause, because if they're making this music and they're they're playing baseball with this much passion, and uh, you know, and this food, and and the cultural part of it was incredible. It's like they're making this even though they don't have a lot. I have opportunity to have everything. I got to go and do it. Like, yeah. You know. And so that trip changed me. Um, that same year. Uh, I f- was the year I really met Mikey Sepso. Yeah. I met him uh, through mutual friend. Uh, he, they were dating each other, uh, they, they're each other's sisters. They, had tw- they were twin sisters and Mikey was dating one and my friend was dating the other. Like four months, five months after I met him, maybe six months after I met him, um, we had, my girlfriend and I had announced we were gonna get married in Bali. Holy shit. He flew out, even though I barely knew the dude, right? Yeah. Like I kind of knew we'd hung out and we were like we, we were we were buddies, but um but and we mostly hung out partying and playing video games yeah. at, at our mutual friend's house. But once he flew out, I was like, Yo, homies like, all Down right, cool, it. he flew to Bali, you know yeah. what I mean?
0: So, um, So really quickly, Mike Sepso is the other co-founder, co-founder yeah, of MLG. Yeah,
1: and and a, a business partner of mine to this day, mm-hmm. uh, in a bunch of stuff. And so anyway, fast forward a bit, my wife and i break up after like 3 months.
0: Yes. Divorce or break break up.
1: Break, yeah, just done. Okay. Um and uh i'm like uh, it's me and my dog, dude. I'm just yeah. like what do i do? It's, yeah. it's like hey, <laughs> come move into my place with me. Get you out can of you here. stay here for a little while until yeah. you get on your feet. I do that. Um How old were you at the time? At this point, I was uh, I was 26. How 26. All yeah. right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And so um <laughs> Then we uh, fast forward a bit. I'm back on my feet. My consultancy stuff has kind of slowed down because I've ignored it for two months Mm -hmm. after the breakup. He started a company. And he's like, I need help. Will you come work with me and my business partner? I'm like, sure, I'll give it a shot. So I come in. I'm like third or fourth employee. Uh, We build up this consulting business called Gotham Broadband. Uh, Basically, what we're doing is we're getting paid by people to figure out what high-speed internet is going to be used for. Right. So like we're doing all this consulting work. They're paying us. We're designing like the websites of the future that actually have video on them. And all this a like, you know, this, is, this is back in the day. This is like, you know, 98, 99, 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. Way back. I'm old. I'm 46. Um, anyway, 9-11 happens. Internet bubble pops. Uh, shit goes south. We decide to liquidate the business, pay back all the investors and take some time off. Mm-hmm. That summer... 2001 2002 play a lot of halo a lot of a lot of video games i think i think tekken was still was what what we were hitting with and then um some a little bit of golf not that much because we're both not really that good Mm -hmm. but we were like yo let's like figure out what we're going to do and we said video games is going to be it uh and competition is going to be part of it because we're both competitive motherfuckers and so that's where really this all started. And we originally just started out as Ambi Games, right? That was the original name of the company because we didn't know what we were going to be yet. We were kind of stealth mode. Like Ambi, like Ambitectures? Yeah, AMBI, yeah, exactly. We were going to go left, go right. We weren't sure yet. And then uh, we did some research. We saw these kids are having tournaments, and there's stuff happening in North American Korea, and these guys, and that's like crazy, but it's not. I, we didn't think that would play here. So like, wait, we had, how do we
0: bring that to the States? How do we bring that to, you know, to North America? Um, Where did you do the research for something like that? Because the internet as, as, it, was, as it, it is. It was
1: message boards, bro. It was like, it was really, it, and, and also because we were also in touch with people who worked at these companies that were providing high-speed internet access. And South Korea was ahead of everybody at the time, bro. It, they, there was government uh, you know, supplemented. They had internet <laughs> where most people didn't. And online gaming was just, you know, was 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 becoming a thing with Doom and Descent and you know and Blizzard was blowing up with WoW and stuff and so it was just an opportunity for us to see that okay, you know, there's there's a movement, mm-hmm. right? Where people are going to be able sitting in their living rooms and play against each other. This is before you could. Uh which makes me sound even older. But yeah. <laughs> but I was like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm going to do this. I'm going to build this shit. Like like this is it. Like I I know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And this is
0: it. Um, fast forward, yeah, we launch, we find Halo. So so before you get ahead of it, because yeah. I, 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 a lot of people, like and me included, want to know from an entrepreneurial standpoint, like how you did it. Like you, 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 you skip from from saying, the, "I know what I'm supposed to be doing now," and then you fast forward it. Yeah. Don't fast forward. Okay. Please, right, please right, tell. Right. And and I and I ask kindly because I am so curious about what sort of thought made you say, not thought but strategy, and 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 how do you find the resources? How do you know? What it is that you need in a business that hasn't that's the sort of been created but not perfected, right. which right. which is what I think that you and 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 the crew did perfected on online and video game competitions for for what it's worth. And I'm biased, yeah. sure. Yeah. I don't care. I'm no, no.
1: Fun. So am I. And I appreciate that. No. It, well, it's it's what it came down to was. You have to be able to look into the future a little bit and say, will this behavior eventually be big enough? Will it scale to a point where it's a business, right? Where mm-hmm. it's an industry and, and there's opportunity there. And um and then you just have to take a ticket and ride with it, right? Mm-hmm. And so and believe in yourself and and speak to a lot of people and find mentorship and, and find people you can talk to who you trust. Um and wake up every day and and you know say okay today i got to move it forward right cuz in the beginning it's slow right i didn't have at the time i had some money uh, but not a ton saved up so it was like every month was a it was a question of right am i going to do this or am i going to you know go and enjoy myself or get a get a job where i know that everything is secure right and and later on in the business i'll, I'll talk about it a little later like there was a point where it was a, either i stop right now mm-hmm. or i never stop mm-hmm. um and so you what you've got to do is you've got to fail quickly, I guess, Right? The little, with, with the little things, it's like, OK, that didn't work. Let's stop it. That didn't work. Let's stop it. But this is working. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's do more of that. And, and what do we think? If that's working, what else do we think will work? And over time, you get something called wisdom, right? because you get experience. Because yeah. right? you have, you have uh, the ability to look at your track record, and, and other people's as well. So for me, um, I had a partner who had skill sets that uh, complemented mine not necessarily a lot of overlap in the beginning, right? Mikey was the one side of the business, I was the other. Um, and I had a vision. And people always ask me, many years later, like, is this what you envisioned? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, shit's bigger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. No, it's still gonna be bigger, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, we're not done, they're not done, so how could I be done? Yeah. So I, I think my, my point of advice for anybody who's out there who's saying like, what, what, what do I need? Yeah, how? Belief in yourself is number one, yeah. right? Above everything else. Willingness to fail too, because if you go into it afraid to fail, you already have. Yeah. A lot of the time you already really have. And also an undying belief that like what you what you are like, this is what I'm creating, this is how I'm gonna get
0: there. You believe in that, you believe in yourself, you do what it takes. Yeah. More often than not, you're gonna get it done. I like that, man. You know, be quick to fail. That's so good. Because, you know, in my opinion, and for me specifically, I've I've never been afraid to to fuck up, you know. Like yeah. I, that's just not the, the. I'm not I'm not built that yeah. that way. And when somebody has that fear in their head about failing, it's like the same thing was like don't look down or yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever happens, wh- if you think about it hard enough, it's gonna happen whether you want to or not. Right? right, right? It's exactly. like if you look at the Matrix, is like you know he yeah. knocks. it like, don't <laughs> worry about knocking down that flower pot, and then he's like, oh shit, boom, knocks it out. Like he's like, what would happen if I didn't say? So I'm 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 glad that you said that because I think it's it's super imperative in a in in an entrepreneurial self to to be willing to learn more than anything, and the biggest lessons come from. Hurting and yeah. failure, yeah, and absolutely. that and that's insane. It ima- just really quickly. Imagine if what happened to me took longer than a year. You know, and now we're looking five years down the line, and the same yeah. outcome happens that happened just now. Luckily for me, yeah. it failed quickly for me to learn from that.
1: Well, no, but, but that's look. I think things also as you get older and wiser and have more experience, things tend to accelerate a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. As the stakes get higher, if you again your resistance or your holding on, your your refusal, right? could have put you in a position where things would have taken longer for you to recognize and realize, right? And it's not a failure in the sense that you failed, it's a failure in the sense that what was created, like the, yeah. the situation was not the right situation for yeah. you, right? I mean, yeah. I, I think that's, that's what I see, at least. And, and, and from talking to you, I know that um, it's, just, it's more information to be yeah. put to use yeah. at a later date,
0: yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. so you guys, uh, you, you fast forward a little bit. Yeah.
1: So fast forward, um, we form MLG, we start having events, um, we raise a bunch of money at, okay, so I've gotten to a point where my wife and I moved out of my big loft in, in Tribeca, which is where we
0: threw these parties. So which you're, is, you're married by, by this time now?
1: No, this is my current wife. Yeah, right? okay, so no, girlfriend so at the time. Girlfriend at the time, she and I meet in like 2000. Um, 2002, she's pregnant, mm-hmm. right? And and she tells me right as we're starting MLG, and I'm like, yo, she called me. I was literally on a, my bike to the driving range. She's like, I'm pregnant, and i have like an asshole. I'm like, for real? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, and if, like a bigger asshole, mine. Yeah. And she's like, I'm a fucking. Kid. I'm like, I yeah. get it. no, no, yeah. no. I just you. you yeah. I don't. we you yeah. know, gotta ask. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were exclusive. No, yeah. I'm kidding. We were, <laughs> but. Uh, she has a sense of humor about it now. She did not yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah. So I went. I drove. I I said later to, the, to my buddy. I went down to her apartment. We sat there. We talked. And I said, "Yeah, I'm in a really precarious spot right now. I just started this company, and I don't have a ton of money." What year was this? This is 2000. This is 2002. Okay, right? 2002. so we're like when we just just started the business, I was like you have to. And we didn't live together at the time, yeah. right? And I was like, "You got to move in. We got to cut costs. We got to figure shit out to do." So. Fast forward a little bit, and uh, I figure out what we're going to do. She's living with me. I've set her up with an eBay store. She's selling merch that I'm buying for her on, on Canal Street mm-hmm. on the eBay store for a, a markup, um, making good money doing that. I'm working with Mikey, um, and we're like, okay, struggle, 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 bus. I'm like, we got to move out of this loft. Mm-hmm. This, at the, the rent at the time was like $4,200, $4, $2, $2. and yeah. the, back then that was expensive. Now it would be like 10 Jeez. <laughs> move to Brooklyn. And, you know, I, I had said, right before my son, Saja, was born, I had said, if th- three years into this, when he's three years old, if I don't have this shit figured out, I, I'm done because he can't want for anything. He has yeah. to have a comfortable life, right? Yeah. So that's before he's born. Uh, six and a half weeks before he turns three, we raised our first $10 million. Mm-hmm. And that was because I had this moment. I was like, because I was literally, I was lying on the clock. I was like, I I can't afford rent and diapers right yeah. now, so it's diapers. Yeah, uh, I can't do this. I can't do that. So I was doing this for the last month and a half or so before we raised the capital, but I had parachute ready. I had job offers. I had people who would pay me to consult lined up. But I was putting one hundred percent of my work time, my my mental, uh, you know, kind of creativity into this business at the time. So um, when that happened, I was like, all right, that's it. Now we're gonna go. Um, so we, we got a new office, crappy office still. We still did not get a nice office. Um, started to hire some people, started to bring people in and learned one of the first biggest mistakes that you can make in the esports space that I would advise against anyone. If you're gonna bring someone in who has no experience in esports, I don't care if they're from traditional sports, I don't care if they're from traditional media, make sure this is somebody that you would wanna spend a significant amount of time with to train about esports mm-hmm. because they're gonna have to learn on your dime. Yeah. they're gonna have to learn on your time. Yeah, uh, don't bring them in and put them in charge just like that because you're like oh, look at this resume. Yeah, fucked up everything. Yeah, literally regret that decision to this day. Well, not regret, but regret that I went into it so kind of passively. Yeah, right? I wish I had had some. I had said because it wasn't my. I didn't lead it. I wish I had said at the time, let's think about this. Yeah, what what might not work out of yeah. this particular approach um, because it, it, it costs us time and money in the long term, but yeah. learned a very valuable lesson, you know, like failed, failed with it took longer than it should have. We'll never make that mistake again. Yeah. Ever.
0: Yeah. It's, it's such a good thing to learn quickly too, because if you don't, and, and this is what, what identifying your role as a, as a business owner, because some people are hands off. Right. Some people don't understand the meaning between owning a business and owning a job, which is, you know, there's a huge difference. You know, if you own a business, it means that it can operate with or without you. If you own a job, that means that you are there part in the. All right. So it, it owning a job and, you know, that yeah. that that difference. So that is can cost it can be the, the most costly thing that you could ever do like business will fall and fail if you aren't if you don't have your hand in every single button because you choose to trust somebody else you better be certain that that somebody else is going to is going to be able to manage your because it's yours and no matter what anyone says it can happen yeah. it, y- your plan can go sideways even if you say it can't oh yeah
1: no we see it all the time even with really successful businesses right and and with successful people like it's one of the parts of of kind of growing up and and maturing and and learning this stuff is like you got to remind yourself Mm -hmm. right and 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 be smart enough to surround yourself with people that you will listen to when they remind you these things right and that's like the conversations that you and i have like look i've known you a long time um we've had a lot of very open and honest conversations about what we want to do and what we want to accomplish i've always done my best to be very clear how i can support want to support and will support and to remind you and i think you know there's there's something that out there to think about and you've been very straight with me as well right and so that's respect Mm -hmm. if you can't have a respectful dialogue with somebody then you can't you know you you just you can't move the ball forward especially in business
0: yeah i think it's uh, identifying that people's time especially people like you and me that time is so valuable there's no time to bullshit you know what i'm yeah, saying and, yeah. and, and, and if you get above all that and, he, and and there's no sort of expectation of each other except for the fact that there's no need to be shady with it and like none of yeah, that bullshit then yeah. you can get quicker to the to the to the core of the of the vision instead of like i wonder if he would do this just don't think about it just speak yeah. out loud and, and and it goes there
1: Look, no like I've, I've told you this is like just you'd be straight with me i'll be straight with you we'll be good yeah right it's like that's it. It's, straight, yeah. it's pretty straightforward. You know, when you approach it that way, people get emotional about stuff. People have run ins. People change over time. That's all part of life. Yeah. That's all part of life. It's like, but how much you don't want to spend extra time and energy on things you don't need to, mm. in my opinion. So why not just get to the quick?
0: Yeah. So you so you sort of hire the, the wrong person. Hire you, the you wrong lear- person. Lear- Learn quickly. Yep. Uh, at this point, do you do you understand? Do, do you know your vision? Do you, do you know it's like all right, competitive gaming, major league gaming is the, is the name of it. So it's going to be video games. Did you did you think about the, the the whole picture of esports? Because even to this day, there's there's a video game down the line that hasn't been created that's going to be bigger than anything else that has ever existed. It's it's hard to deny that.
1: that's going to be a yeah. fact one day. Yeah. So for me, what it was was I envisioned a scenario where we would have. Thousands of people sitting in arenas, hundreds of thousands sitting at home, and uh, the stars of the league mm-hmm. revered, right? Yeah. Now, structurally, did I know that we were going to have LED panels behind the stage? Yeah. No, no. No. But I knew we were going to have screens, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Did I know that we were going to have smoke? Maybe, you know, and light, lighting that moved and oh, Yeah, but to me, what it was was I wanted a kid to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. We got ESPN magazine, so I'll take it. Yeah, it's right? way Tyler, better. You know, like it's it's like you 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 build towards a direction, right? Mm-hmm. And and unless you're building the house, you're like, no, that's a five bedroom, and it's going to be like this and like that. Like you build towards a direction, and then you keep you know adjusting course a little bit, but you learn along the way. And so for me, it was I wanted there to be things like optic. I yep. wanted there to be things where there would be fans, millions of fans sitting there saying what time does Optic play? Yeah, <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> for, like legit. Like, I yeah. was like, okay. I wanted them to be like, what time does MLG start too? Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but I realized it was important to have one because c- without it, you couldn't have the other, right? And they, they were codependent, but also they were, they were like, they were co-producing, right? A, a movement. So because me, as somebody who's focused on my business and my community, right? If I create a platform for a kid like Skump, or kid like Walshy and for a businessman entrepreneur like Hector I feel pretty fucking good about what I built right Mm -hmm. and 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 what they're gonna build because there'll be a point in time when I'm on the sidelines watching what people like you are building and being like damn look at this this is yeah this is this is it it's fine because now it's in the hands of other people who are passionate and they're believers and they have a vision as well that they're and they're going with it
0: yeah you know, it's uh, okay. So I was gonna start fast-forwarding. I'm, I'm gonna write the note while I ask this question. Okay. Um, how did you? Wh- what was it about Halo that? Wh- what was the game that you guys launched with? Was it Halo?
1: So Halo was our our, our flagship. Um, we also had Madden for a minute. Uh, we had Tekken for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing about Halo. So Halo was a Halo was a, the the core. Mm-hmm. Because there was something about the mechanics of that game at the time, where, and there was, Bungie said it was thirty seconds of fun. Like it every thirty seconds, it'd be these engagements. When you did pulled off a play in that game, you were like, "Yo!" Mm-hmm. Even if you could never do it, like yeah. if I'd get a no-scope snipe across, hang 'em high, I would throw my controller down and do a victory lap. I didn't matter if I was down by twenty. You yeah. Know? Um, and I got the same feeling when I played baseball or basketball, right? When I was a kid, like if I made a great play, I was like, "Yo!" you know that that adrenaline that rush so for us it was it's on a console fixed price it's a disc fixed price controller fixed price that's what you need to play just like cleats a bat and a glove right so and the same it was just this thing it was just it sunk for us and and i think that game did a lot of people had the same experience with that game Mm -hmm. right and then what we realized over time was okay we don't own it (laughs) <laughs> they can come say no. We yeah. need to work. We need to hedge our bets and have other games that we invest in as well. Yeah, um, which is where the other games came in, and and so there was some turnover there. And then Smash was big for a while for us, um, and then Gears of War, and then we had Rainbow Six, and then we were finally allowed to do something with Call of Duty, and then we weren't allowed to do something, and then we finally were again. Um, so that was that was kind of where it all grew from Halo in, in providing that feeling. And now the great thing is is that. There are lots of different games that provide a very similar feeling yeah. to different people. Yeah, I would say the same. The fighting game community. There's some games that just light people up. Call of Duty lights 30 million people up a month. You know, like there's still a lot of people who play that game. Uh, Halo still gets people excited, even though the franchise has taken some turns over time that maybe has you know made people question it. But people are still hopeful because it's a special game. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Counter Strike, same thing for a lot of people uh and, and so for me what it was was i realized that we couldn't make all of them right but but if we try to do really really well around one or two like i remember when starcraft was a huge draw for us and i would really love that what we were able to do with that but i also knew that it probably wasn't gonna last forever yeah. right or be something we could invest in forever and so that's the other part of it is you just start out and you say okay if we can get enough of these pieces right we can translate them over and that was that was the, why what we learned from halo we applied to other games call of duty as well mm-hmm. um and it's just trying to recapture that and you know those moments like i still think about sitting in the sands with you some, somebody from uh, scummy pulls off a player just like <gasps> mm-hmm. like a, a thousand people at the same time just roared in like joy agony or ecstasy yeah. because Someone they like just did something, or someone that they're, they're you know, they're competing against did something. Yeah. That's sports. That's 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 the energy I always wanted. Those moments, those, I was there when, right? You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the the amount of legends that were created, and and as you were telling me about that, you know, uh, about Halo and all that, I just I, I got a flashback to me living. And the first house I ever bought is a townhouse in Schaumburg and Liv was, let's call it one, one years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or one. And she's still in her, in, in her stroller and all that. And I saw, I don't know where at that time I already been playing call of duty. Okay. Yeah. But like and, and that was my thing. Call of duty too. Um, hold on a second. Is that, is that being picked up? Um, I was playing call of duty at the time and I was, I was eating and feeding Liv spaghetti. And on ESPN or, or TNT, I saw a sort of highlight video on Halo players, and then from there, I saw the Walshy sort of. Uh uh, Document mini documentary about him starting Canetto and mm-hmm. and all and that the house. And, and, yep. yeah, yeah and I'm thinking to myself I'm like I'm like I'm like damn this dude just bought his own house off of video games <laughs> and I'm like I have a team called Optic and we're making videos on YouTube I'm like th- we gotta we gotta we gotta go to MLG but for Call of Duty and, and for me it was yeah. it was it was difficult because we started out as a competitive team there was just like a random like a picture any. Picture any team that gets together today to play, just a group of people, that's what we were. There was no organizational value, there was no LLCs, there was no taxes, you know what I'm saying? No money coming in. So when I saw that, I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, this dude while she just did that. To this day, the, the way that that I built my hex quarters was a direct affiliation to my sort of recall of what an, a Red Bull ad was. Where it was, while she's sitting in front of a computer, and, yeah. and the floors were slick and all that. Um, yeah, he was the first Red Bull signed yeah. esports
1: you know athlete. Like like that's something I'm proud of. And, yeah. and homie represented real
0: well. Yes, well spoken dude, clever, you know, fast. I mean, you yeah. you you name it. He was he was a quick quick on the draw, shoot from the hip kind of guy, and and that brought that sort of stardom to it because up until that point, video games were nerd. We're nerdy oh for real super dude. nerdy like only losers in their mom's we basements. would have people come
1: to our events and be like oh i can't let anybody in my high school know i'm here i'm like yeah. that's the opposite of what i need to hear bro yeah i need you to be like yo look here's a picture of me i'm at the mlg event yeah. up by the main state you know like uh yeah no dude it was a real it was a stigma man it was yeah. for a while that was something we were like Yo, i yeah. get around. So this.
0: when you when you saw those people when you saw, you know, the T squares just waving their their yeah. uh <laughs> their uh Cloth or whatever it was, like, like you got a sense of like, and then the crowd cheering. You're like, "Yo, that's cool!" Yeah. Like, no matter what, like, video games aside, nothing like personality personality, and and, and that's if you, that. If
1: people enough people like a thing to celebrate it, so long yeah. as it doesn't hurt anybody, let's celebrate it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, t- tell me about uh, the the first event. How what how did how did that happen? You, you, your first land. Your okay, so the first event was a complete disaster. We ran
1: it in New York City. Me, Mike, and our a friend Paul Sullivan, who eventually came to work for us, shit show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we flew, I think we flew the best Halo team at the time out, the Dream Team. Mm-hmm. This is a team that would eventually go on to be taken down by the Ogre Twins. But uh, the Dark Man was the first kid we signed to a deal. It was a backpack deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shit, you not. I don't know how we pulled that one. It was like, you get two grand in a backpack. You got to wear yeah. it to every event. So you see Dark, Dustin walking around the event with his backpack on, sweating because he has a sweatshirt on, whatever. Yeah. Had to turn the AC up, all this stuff. So anyway, we hold the event, it gets messed up. Everybody's like, these guys don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Get an email from a kid who's planning a land, um, lives in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, yo. <laughs> This isn't what he said, but this is what he meant. If you read through the lines, like, let me fucking save you from yourself right now, dude. Yeah. Like, let, like, Okay, that was not what you wanted to be. That's not, that was a bad look. And at this time, Chris Puckett was very vocal on our forums and very harsh towards MLG.
0: Was and, he the one that, that hit you up? No, it was Adam. Yeah. Adam <laughs> Uh
1: Adam had planned along with tree, I believe, to throw a land. And we were like, yo, if you move it to Philly, we'll fund it. And, he's, and, and by the way, we also we have 10 more we want to do fuck it like like, if you're gonna get pregnant get pregnant you know so um and i also felt like we had to announce a circuit like no we are here we are legit we're doing this you guys don't trust us this is how you're gonna trust us we're gonna put hundreds of thousands of dollars to work um i might in the future have done it slightly different but i'm glad that we did it that way because then we had to follow through yeah
0: so adam comes up to new york to meet us hold on really quickly so so you throw the land, New York, yep. Yep. You fail at it because what? What? What went wrong? Just connectivity. Brackets issues? got fucked up. Oh, Timing no. got fucked
1: up. The space was too small. Yeah. Game types were terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like too many people showed up. Like
1: no, I mean we had a, it was a good turnout for the our first one, but but dude, like imagine like. I, I asked one of the teams mm-hmm. for suggestions on game types. And of course, what did they do? They said, well, these are game types we're really good at. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll put them in. And I got torn to shreds. Yeah. Deservedly.
0: Yeah. From, from Puck and them. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hold on. So, let, let me give a quick shout out to the sponsors just because I, I, I'm so. I'm I'm taking it all in, so I want to I want to make sure that I don't forget. So, really quickly, two sponsors uh, coming back this week. Zebit coming back for a third time, I believe. So, I appreciate the support. Uh, Zebit that rhymes with debit. Believes that everyone deserves access to lifelong interest-free credit. With Zebit, you have the power to buy what you need and pay over time. Interest-free. The Zebit Marketplace has everything you need from everyday items and electronics to furniture and appliances. All of your favorite brands. All at competitive prices. Why is Zebit so awesome? Simple. It's a, it's a better credit option. Zebit provides better zero-interest credit options for all members, no matter your credit score. Literally. All members, no matter your credit score. They allow you to buy what you want and need and pay over time with zero interest. Zero cost to join. With Zebit, there's zero cost to join, zero membership fees, and zero late fees. Uh Zero credit score needed. Your Zebit account is not determined by your credit score. Zebit does not check your credit score, and your Zebit account does not affect your credit score. To me, that sounds like a very good deal. Huge marketplace, right? Zebit has... Everyday items at everyday prices. They have more than fifty thousand products in their marketplace, and brand names like Xbox, Sony, Apple, GoPro, and Fitbit. I wouldn't know about that. Uh, from electronics to barbecue, furniture, uh, and more, Zebit has everything you need for when you need it. Okay, Zebit has a five-star rating on TrustPilot, and they've earned the trust of hundreds of thousands of customers who shop on Zebit. Okay, Uh, my experience was as easy as it is. Uh, We're still waiting to do the unboxing on those orders that we put in. So uh, maybe in a future vlog you'll see that. Sign up for Zebit today using the zebit.com forward slash eavesdrop link in the description down below. And get $2,500 credit to the shop at the Zebit Marketplace at zero interest and zero cost to join. That E B I T. Rhymes with debit. Zebit.com forward slash eavesdrop, E A V E S D R O P, for $2,500 of interest free credit. Zebit.com forward slash eavesdrop. All right, let's see. Uh, our second sponsor this week, this one is brand new, and we do appreciate the new ones. Thank you for joining the eavesdrop family best spoke. Thank you so much for, uh, for sponsoring the podcast. We certainly do appreciate it. Uh, when you're constantly on the go, grinding away at the office or hanging out with friends, there's too much time to think about upgrading your style or apartment. Duh. Unless you have a Judith in your life, don't try to do it on your own, okay? There's not much time to think about it. That's why it's awesome to get a new box of awesomeness from Best Spoke Post every month. These guys are out scouting for quality and unique products to send in each box. Now you can experience it too at boxofawesome.com. All right? To get started, visit boxofawesome.com. And answer a few short questions that will help them get a feel for the boxes that'll go with your style. Whether you're in search of a perfect drink, a well-kept pad, or jet-setting style, Best Book Post improves your life one box at a time. Each box goes for under $50, but has more than $70 worth of unique gear that is waiting inside for you. The first of each month, you'll receive an email with your box details. You'll have five days to change the color, sizes, and add extra goods to your box if you're not feeling that month's box then simply skip it all right so if you don't feel it skip it just as simple as that from barrel aging kits to limited edition cigars weekend bags to classy dop kits best book post offers essential goods and a guidance for the modern man i'm a modern man sonny you know that receive 20 percent off of your first subscription box go to boxofawesome.com and enter code eavesdrop at checkout and last but certainly not least the sponsor that makes the hex quarters world go round seagate and i'll give you i'll hook you up at the end actually i'm gonna hook you up well i'll probably hook up the Suns, not not necessarily you sonny i don't think you edit or have that many files to save so uh i'll hook you up with that so again thank you uh seagate for sponsoring the hex quarters and having so much faith in the content that we create out of here that you um you put your trust in us so we certainly appreciate it. i know the fans certainly appreciate it. every single time we do a drop and a giveaway everybody wins so uh let's get back to it all right so Puckett starts being boisterous. Uh, Adam has hit you up and yeah, said, let me a- save you from yeah, yourself. Adam's
1: like, yeah, let, like, let,
0: let's, let's talk. Mm-hmm.
1: So we have him come up um, to, to New York, okay. right? And he's, uh, he's staying with me at my loft. Uh, we take him to this bar that we used to go to, which was kind of the point of inception for, for, uh, and creation for MLG called Juno's, a place where Adam would visit many more times with us. And I see him, and he's not what I'm expecting. Right, you know Adam. Yeah, he's got a big bag over his shoulder. He's big, fit. Looks like a power lifter, or a wrestler. Yeah. I'm like, bro, is this guy? Got, is this really him? And, then, and sure enough, it's him. And so, and he's cautious. You know, Adam. He's like, yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. are you are you good? Yeah, or Are you yeah, bad? Because yeah. if you're be bad, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm fucking. Fox, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So well, luckily, I mean, to cut to it. We were like, oh, that's this kid smart, and he's passionate about this,
0: and he believes in it. Well, well, what was what, that, that meeting like? What do you What do you say? What do you, well, do you, uh,
1: well, I mean, you know, we went, we ended, we ended up, we ate and had we had some barbecue, and then we went to the bar, and it was, he was just like, competitive kid, loved Halo, uh, came from a part of Colum- of Ohio uh, where where there was a ton of talent, um, and it was a, and it was an underground grassroots thing. Had worked in politics, was going to be a lawyer uh so of course we talked him out of that sorry adam but um or actually no maybe yeah, you know, you're welcome, sorry, adam. Yeah. yeah but it was just like mind right like you like recognize it's like real recognize it's real and i was just like this kid is so much more buttoned up than we are on details he's plugged in he's gonna be a community face he's gonna like he's gonna treat this like it's his own mm-hmm. right and it is um and so it was pretty much, it was like that. I think he maybe may have taken him a little bit longer. I don't want to speak for him. Yeah. One day you should ask him. I will. Uh, but thank God that kid wrote that email that day because had we rolled into Philadelphia next without him, Philadelphia at the time turned out to be like the biggest uh, Halo event in the history of these little grassroots Halo events. Um, we had other games going on. Uh, NFL 2K was one of them and the winner of our circuit was going to get themselves put into the game. We had all this crazy shit going because we're out selling we're in New York. It's me and Mike. And we're like, sell, 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 sell. And we we're doing a good job of selling, but we hadn't, there was nothing. We hadn't executed yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam was execution. That was what we needed. So um, we run Philly almost flawlessly. There was one incident. Adam knows what it was, but I'm not going to bring it up. <laughs> uh, and it's like, yo, we're off. This shit's real. I remember walking around. I remember meeting kids' parents who I had spoken to on the phone. The kids were like, I need you to talk to my mom and dad on the phone, and then at the event, so they recognize that this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And then meeting those kids at that event, and then knowing those kids and knowing those parents 10, 12, 13, 14 years later. So it was for me, I was just like, this is the beginning of what we're we're trying to build, right? This is it. And again, this is like crappy staging, taped up MLG signs. Like you know, uh, I don't think all the monitors were matched. You know, like this is people carrying monitors into the hotel for us. Yeah, but we were off to the races, uh, and I got tell you, man, I, that event is one that I see pictures of it to this day, and I'm just like, yo, it's just it's a special moment in time, and I was there. Yeah, and so were a hell of a lot of other kids. Yeah, so it was it was uh, it was amazing. Who won we- it? That event was. I think it was STK who, yeah, who ended up winning with clockwork on this. T- yeah, pretty sure. And there was, well, there was an incident on the main stage. That was kind of part of the issue. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, so it, was, uh, it was pretty awesome, to be honest, just to be in that room and, like, to have, like people would – at the time, we didn't have mm-hmm. a center bowl stage or, like, an elevated stage like we do today for Call of Duty. We had a small, elevated little stage, and people just would stand around – And it was four v four split screen for Halo on one, and so they're watching, you know, and like okay, so it was a different experience as a spectator. It was not
0: great. Say that again. What do you mean? How do they? How do they play? So so one monitor. Yeah.
1: Four v four split screen. So you have your three teammates and you. And the, the same on the other side.
0: So one TV for for eight foot for four one team. Yeah, so one two. Team for TV.
1: And so, Jesus Christ! Well, no, but think about it. In Halo, though, in Halo, team screen looking like if yeah. you if you could watch your teammate screen and see where they died, where someone spawned, or if someone's running over them, yeah, it's helpful. Yeah, of course. It's the way that game was built. But yeah, no, it was it was.
0: It how was many pre- how many teams do you, do you remember around oh how many God. teams?
1: I, uh, it was. It was over a hundred. It was like one hundred and twenty-eight. And Adam would know the number, and he'd be mad at me for forgetting. But it's a blur to me at this point. Yeah,
0: it's I, a- I don't want you to give me the recipe, but what was well? How how did you identify the business, like the profitability opportunities in everything? Like, do, like sell team passes, sell merch at the, right. at the at the thing to to this day. And I mean this. I ha- I still have. Um, I think it was like the first true interaction that you and I had. We had a dinner here in Dallas. Uh, it's twenty thirteen, I believe. 2013? No, it wasn't. No, it was 2010 or 2011. MLG Dallas. I I have the T-shirt, and it was it was you at the head of the table, and a whole bunch of team owners. Alex Garfield was sitting right in front of me. (laughs) He ordered. He he and I ordered the lamb. You made fun of us for ordering the lamb. You're like lamb. What the fuck? Uh, Anyway, so. Like, did you did you guys sell merch at that at that first event? Yeah. Did, did you? How did you plan? Like, again, the profitability opportunities and and all that. So, how did you see so, it?
1: So that I mean, that was unpacked over time. To be honest, we we felt like sponsorship was our primary focus in the beginning, right? Which everybody who comes into esports, whether a team owner mm-hmm. or you know YouTuber or Twitch streamer, or you know, they're like, oh, you got to sell sponsorship. Yeah, and you do. But but sponsorship has got to be one of the spokes, right? And so. We were looking to get um, you know better at things like merchandise better right. at things like uh, partnered um, licensing deals meaning things like scuff controllers or down yeah. the road you know yeah. like a lot of stuff that developed over time um, team passes became a, a art and science where we would you know see how much the price could go up before t- people started to say yo and then see what else we had to add when people did say yo to, mm-hmm. a, to a higher price um, but really you know it, w- it took it to getting to a place where we could distribute digitally for there to be enough spokes, mm-hmm. right? Being able to do a deal with Twitch, being able to do a deal with YouTube, being able to do a deal with Facebook. Those things weren't available to us in the beginning. But when they were, suddenly the game changed, right? And suddenly we're like, hey. Um, we even, we I mean, we had a successful event we did with Twitch where we, it was a subscription only pay-per-view, mm-hmm. right, uh, for StarCraft, and it was, Kevin and I just talked about it at E3. It was like, yeah, remember that? That was great. I, I should... have written it written down right here. Yeah. Pay per view. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, everyone, everyone was pissed at me, but I was like, yo, I have to find a business model that yeah. will work for this. Yeah,
0: you know. And so. again, we, we we go back to the fact that that failure is good. Yeah. And you weren't afraid to fail. Therefore, very you publicly. Were, yeah. <laughs> so you were you were very okay with trying anything and everything under the sun, which is what set you, to, you know, to 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 be who you were. Um. So you you hold the first event. You meet Adam. You hire Adam subsequently because of that of that one event, and then he 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 goes on and does nine more events. Or yeah, uh, well
1: let's. Just, I mean, he just goes. He comes along for the ride, and has he's got to figure out the logistics. He's was he to, employee number one? He was effectively employee number one. I mean, we had somebody else who worked with us on mm-hmm. sales, um, but Adam is just, Adam's the real employee number one. Everybody yeah. who knows the real history knows that. Yeah, uh, he was he was you know, the the. He was the heart and soul of, of the team we built for events and production. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the heart and soul of what you still see in that crew that exists that works out of Columbus, Ohio today. Yeah. And if you look at the people who have worked not only for MLG but specifically for Adam, yeah, it's like a roadmap of you know, eff- like good, effective people out there in the esports and not and yeah. in
0: other spaces, but primarily in the gaming and esports space. I find that the people that come from from low means have the best ability and creativity on how to make things work with nothing. And and like Skeleton Crew the events to this day and I and I say this proudly to you know one be his friend um the events that he puts on with the Skeleton Crew that he puts them on with should not happen. It should not be a thing.
1: Yeah on that top really quickly <laughs> to jump ahead yeah. heard, like we're here there are bomb threats being called in. Yeah, we have one of the biggest Call of Duty events ever. Yep, and we get it done.
0: Still finished on time. Adam. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. And his team, because not only did he rally, mm-hmm. they rallied around him, and because he had people in positions of authority. I mean, I gave a rah rah speech at one time during the event, but like, but it was at that point, it was just like, you guys, you did it, like, whoa, yeah, yeah. and it was stressful, dude. Like yeah. the second time, where everybody's standing outside, it's just like,
0: yeah, is this gonna happen? They were, they, they were so bored, the, the the people that when you look down from from the omni down into the thing, they were making penis, penis, shapes penis shapes with, with their bodies. Oh so it was oh, I this, How, how that, bored dude. they were. Oh, uh, okay, so so you know, you 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 start throwing these these halo events and. The teams, the team names. Yeah. That that was, to me, that was like the most genius thing that, that you guys could have done. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I understand is that MLG created the names because they had a league in mind yep. and they're like, okay, let's, it'll be tough for kids, to build brands and go through the process. Well, Team Fartknocker isn't going to work. No. You know, so. no. No. Is that, is that Maniac's fucking no. team? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you,
1: you're right. So the whole thing was I, I went out and I, I started working with this design firm that I liked. And we came up with eight team names, eight logos. Who came up with the team names? We worked with some. And some of them we worked with players. Yeah. on some we did them ourselves. Yeah. Right? Um, and but we did. We paid for the the graphic design. We created merch. We mm-hmm. created jerseys. What's your favorite one out of all the ones that you created? <sighs> My favorite one. It's tough because I straight ripping to me was an interesting one because T squared was a, at one point the most hated cat yeah. out there. But but straight ripping was like the kind of like always almost there, almost, and then they won. I was like, all right, that's great. But Final Boss, because of the Ogre Twins, has got to get it because you very rarely in any competitive, in anything in life, see two of the best who ever lived. Not only be twin brothers on the same team for most of their careers. Final Boss wrecked shop until Carbon came along, man. They really were like, it was like Jordan's Bulls, bro. You did not see anybody even touch them. It was crazy. Yeah. You know, it It was a problem. Yeah. It was a real problem because I was like, yo, we need storylines. Yeah we they've won so many events in a row so yeah it, is, is
0: there another esport in the world that has that many twins competing at that level <laughs> than than halo more importantly that come from the fucking midwest more importantly <laughs> that are born and bred in ohio That's like is crazy. there think about think about like the legendary people that came from that yeah. they're all from fucking ohio it's cra- it's so crazy dude like ohio is uh I, I like it's the water I
1: got so many people who've been a part of there's so many people who've been a part of my life who've made a great difference who've become friends of me and my family who are from Ohio and I had never stepped foot in Ohio until we went down there you know with Adam Apicella to look at Columbus after he had moved to New York but then mm-hmm. moved back home because he was like I'm not having it uh that guy we hired was the wrong hire but I was like wow People like Puckett, people like Shibby, people I like mean, there's just it goes on and on and on and on. And it's you know, John Curran, like people who are just like salt of the earth, family you know, like and and amazing players too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh it's crazy. Like we um we talk about it sometimes, like how for M- the 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 golden crescent for MLG is Ohio. That's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. That's that's where it started. The, that's the yeah. fertile valley. That's it. Like that's where, it, without the, without what was planted in Ohio, MLG. Yeah. you don't know. I don't know where. I'm yeah. sure we, we figure it out, but it probably isn't as uh, isn't as
0: straight a line. I, I agree, and a lot of people agree with the fact that Final Boss is not only the coolest name in the history of of in my in my opinion of of esports, yeah. and and. Optic was mine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me to say something like that That's a big means deal, means nothing. Um, so kudos to whoever came up with that. The logo could do a little bit work. uh You know, the monster <laughs> and shit. But that was um, yeah. They they really liked that because it, it reminded
1: them it, there was a character in mind that they had. And mm-hmm. there and the whole thing was it's like if you want to win the game, you got to beat the final boss. Yeah. You
0: we're the final. We're always there. Yeah. And I was like, I like that. Yeah, and a lot of <laughs> a lot of legendary. Pro players from Halo ended up playing for that at some point or another. Yeah. I think every because it was such a cool name that everybody decided to be a part of that team at some point or another while she paid played for them. While and-
1: she was on there for a while before we went to Instinct. Um, and that and that made a big like yeah. that was a like, it was a big deal, yeah. dude. It was a big deal. Because team changes back then, it was it wasn't like now, where you like you have an event and then there's roster mania and there's there's a huge pool of talent and you know who they are because they've been competing for three years. It was like, who else is there? So there, there was a team FFA was one of the teams that was put together to be like you know like a bunch of superstars because we had free for all events mm-hmm. for Halo, and you know they, they would do well. But team plays different, so it wasn't like today where you're like okay, I need to construct. I have certain roles in mind. I know the talent that's out there because I get you know there are, there's this you know long history of events. So it was pretty interesting to see how teams were constructed back in the mm-hmm. day.
0: Um, so obviously, I'm a big, big fan of, of of what you built. If it wasn't for what you do, the, the platform and all that, like uh, uh, that aside, I, I think that one of the coolest thing that you guys did was was to uh, to to understand that yes, the easiest thing to do in a situation like this, where there's competition, is to follow traditional sports and go down that route. Just sit everybody fucking down and have people compete in front of them, and that's that. You guys took a different approach where you said, you know what this this has to be like a concert slash carnival slash EDM slash rap concert slash rock and roll like sort of sort of thing. What what a uh, what went through your head in in saying you know what we're not gonna follow the boring and I'm not saying the sports are boring but yeah. the reinvention of that of saying you know what the fans are important and therefore we can't just have them sit there and buy t shirts right. they need to have an experience. When they go and to remember that, and I and to this day, never in my life have have I had more fun attending a sporting event or a concert than it is for this. And yeah, I'm I'm directly involved in it, and, yeah. and I'm front row and center for that. But the fact that for a very long time you guys brought in sponsors like the Army or Navy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Dr Pepper, yeah. obviously one of the first to be super super supportive of of gaming yeah. and esports. They had the the free for all area and all that like what 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 went through like your head and saying you know what let's take care of the fans first
1: so uh, to me it was like if i'm gonna get you to travel to our event right, and i don't know what your financial situation is but if you're gonna get on a plane or drive for 16 hours or like if two parents are gonna drive you know two of their kids or whatever the numbers are right i'm gonna have you for th- two days in the beginning mm-hmm. with events for two days and then three days like i have to think about how i can give you a two and a half really good days, right? Yeah. And so a lot of what we did was to sit with partners like Stride or sit with partners like Dr. Pepper and say, hey, let's let's come up with experiences for people, right? Let's come up with moments like uh, autograph signings or free-for-alls or uh, scavenger hunts or just silly shit or old Optic, let's do Umu, you know, like mm-hmm. like just something so somebody could come and be like, i had a i had a great time yeah. even though i got knocked out yeah like earlier or, or i was just a spectator yeah um, because th- that's i mean that's your responsibility when you're providing entertainment right and so to me it was always like i'd rather toe the line of like pt barnum and vince mcmahon of like just saying okay spectacle and entertainment on the outside but then you know let Adam and his crew do their job in the middle, right, yeah. and be respectful. I used to get into trouble with Adam for how loud the music was. Sometimes we're okay. We'll bring it down. We'll figure this. That will change the layout. Um, some venues you didn't have as much square footage to do stuff, but it was always like, look, people. Are, there's going to be butts in seats. Um, a lot of them, you know, in the beginning, but we want to keep them around for the end because an empty championship same Sunday. No, 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 no. bro, no, you have to still have people engage yeah. and have a fun moment for them. So um that was really it it was like would i and i remember i brought when I, my kids were younger i brought them to charlotte when uh saja and leo uh shout out to dr welbicans when they were yeah, young yeah. i brought them and i was like I right, go you have you have the staff badge yeah and you have someone trailing you yeah i want to see where you guys go together take your little brother And then boop, 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 boop. they were like okay i was like that's one that's one path right yeah so i thought about all right so what's around that why did they go to this one that one but skip that one so I would work with people and be like, yo, we need to change your booth a little bit, or we need to think about how to interact. And, and Astro, it's people who really, really got that very early on, right? Dr. Pepper, Astro. We would open doors at our events, and there would be two big lines that would form almost immediately. One, Astro Gaming, because mm-hmm. they wanted the, the, their, you know, they wanted the uh, speaker tags, they wanted the headsets. Uh, Dr. Pepper for the Dr. Pepper girls and the samples, and then our merch booth. Those were the three most popular in the very beginning, whenever we would open doors. I was like, okay. That means I'm doing a good job with my brand. I got a great partner in Astro who's listening to folks. What else can we add? What else can we add? And it was just a constant evolution. you know. It was like
0: always thinking about it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the, the everything about it. I liked everything about it, like the, the experience. The first event that we attended was MLG Dallas. It was at the Hilton Anatole down the street, and um, it was it was where the Green Wall was born. Yeah. My, my brother Diesel, Jay, uh, what is it, Carlton and Nerve? Yeah, that's where the Green Wall was formed, and I remember clearly my fucking brother. Out of nowhere, it was just every single time I looked over at him or found him like somewhere in the distance. This dude was eating hot pockets. <laughs> uh, for an entire day, my brother ate fucking hot pockets. You look at pictures today from <laughs> December of 2010. If you look at any pictures of the Green Wall, you'll see him eating a fucking hot pocket. You know, like it, it, and I told him, I'm like, dude, if you ever become a uh, an, 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 you know a, an internet personality on gaming because you're funny enough to do it. There's no way that you don't get sponsored by fucking hot I pockets, like it, right? right? The amount of social media interaction that happened during every single one of the events was amazing. But I always searched and looked to see the the picture of of the one dude, okay, that would go back to his hotel room and just lay down all of the Dr. Peppers on his bed, yeah. all of the of <laughs> all the flips, all of the yeah, hot yeah. pockets, all of the. I mean, you name it, they they had it absolutely. Like, bro, it was crazy. Uh, my, one of my
1: favorite ones we did was with Old Spice, right, where we put sponges and soap yeah. in rooms because it was like, oh. <laughs> oh stinky, bro. <laughs> Stanky after day yeah. two. Um, and some hotels would let us do that. Some wouldn't. And then, you know, it, it, it was just it, looking back at the evolution of it, like when we were working with Red Bull in the very, very beginning, mm-hmm. they were like, you know, we're going to create a, like this VIP area, this these experiences for people. And I was like, I can learn, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then when Dr Pepper came in, and Dr Pepper worked with us for seven years, dude. Mm-hmm. Like we we got all their gaming money until they were like, now we're gonna do music. Yeah. And then when they wanted to come back, we we're like, we can't. We're working with Nas. Sorry. Yeah. You know, but, and that was a great partnership because they were just like, they had the Dr Pepper girls. They did Pizza Night where mm-hmm. they would take people out. Um, it was and and you know we had. It was just It was just one of the things where I look back and I'm like, these are the things that people like yourself will, will look back at and they'll be like, fond memories, mm-hmm. right? Like, And I could count on it. I knew Rob was going to be at the Dr. Pepper booth. I knew I was going to see my, my Astro buddies over there. I knew- Wally, Doofchini. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, it's just like, because there's this personality- um, wall around the outside where you'd be like, oh, I'm gonna go see these personalities, and that became our family, our extended mm-hmm. family at these events where we'd see them every couple of months or every six weeks or so. And so for a good, you know, for a number of years, it was just bankable, and it was a, it was a really special time. And I think anybody who experienced that time of MLG um, will appreciate it. Now it evolved because it had to, but that time to me was the proof that the culture and community, yeah. Could stand behind itself and support itself and grow to where it's going to grow eventually. Not even where
0: it is now because it's only on the way to yeah. where it's going to be. So at one point, uh, fast forward a little bit. We, I mean, and this is to me what what MLG was the best at bringing different gaming communities together. And having them all in one place And it is just like Just like if you go to a rock concert A heavy metal let's just not rock A heavy metal concert Right? With mosh pit and long hair And fucking bows And then you have the rap concert Where it's just hip hop dudes Backpacks You know You know Thugs Mixed with graffiti writers And all that yeah. And then you have your classical music Like the And the fact that nobody bothered each other Or fucked with each other Like that's what that That to me was like the, the the culture that MLG created that was so magical because all the way to the left we had League of Legends. Right. In the middle we either had StarCraft or the fighting games for Melee. Uh and then we had Halo and then all the way in the fucking back in the middle of nowhere with 15 people <laughs> surrounding it we had Call of Fucking Duty. Which, you know, to me obviously is is why I attend to those games. And and to me that was like the best. And it and to be honest in 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 for me, that's something that that I still to this day miss.
1: Oh boy, Absolutely, dude. And I think you'll see a version of that again. But what's happened is back then, dude, none of the publishers had an eSports division. Mm-hmm. None of them had a head of eSports. None of them had their own leagues, mm-hmm. right? They were just like, wait, you're going to put up prize money for my game and you're going to throw a tournament and you're going to- Yeah, for our you fans, for our, our customers. Fans, fuck. Yeah. Go for it, right? Yeah. like, Or maybe we'll give you some prize money, right? And so I think the- uh, Look, I'm very, very hopeful that we can get to a place where there will be an opportunity for a conversation to be had around the idea of an inclusive event. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, I'm not necessarily saying that at this event, optic's playing, but I'm saying optic fans can play. Mm-hmm. Right? Like maybe we come up with something that's really interesting yeah. where we've got you know community-focused events. Some other people get to stand up on main stage and and get a check mm-hmm. and stuff, and keep it completely separate and keep yeah. it in the off season if you want. But because that was that was a lot of fun. You're right, dude. Like, and and for me, one of the things I, I was really really proud of was the fact that when we would get up there at the beginning of those events, once we said no, we're going to have equal size stages, you know, up front, and then once Activision let us actually run Call of Duty, we, mm-hmm. we got them out of the back of the room. But it was, hey, be respectful, be kind. We're all here for the same reason, yeah. right? And people, more often than not, for the most part, you know, overwhelmingly, they understood that because mm-hmm. they were like, yo, you're right. We're in this together. You know, we're all fans of this stuff. Um, Plus, I don't want to get kicked out. Adam would, yeah. you know, just <laughs> toss. Yeah, yeah. He one or two people getting tossed out early on
0: in that whole process, and and everybody was like, "Okay, can't mess around." Yeah, no, I I I think that culturally, that's one of the best things that could have ever happened in esports. Like to to have that sort of. Camaraderie because we're all gamers. At the end of the day, we just don't like the same thing. The same yeah. way that somebody loves basketball and doesn't watch or yeah
1: music or movies. Like you're into horror, you're not. Yeah. You like westerns, not. You like superhero movies. Like yeah. you can have different tastes. It doesn't yeah. mean that you can't be into the same form of entertainment.
0: What do you think the logic is? And obviously, you can you can say you can speak to it or not. But what do you think the logic is behind? The, not not necessarily jealousy but the, the the lack of willingness to from developers to have that sort of inclusivity with like there's no way in my opinion there's no way that you know one's gonna stop playing a game for the other you know what I'm saying like uh, that exists yeah but it's not something that's like so so that set in the middle where it's like oh my god you know uh, there's this meme where it says hey mom what's that over there he's like oh no honey don't look it's optic and then you look in the in the third in the third uh cartoon and it's a kid with like glasses all oh dude i
1: have have a funny story for you about that so there's a picture of me and saja when he's probably nine Mm -hmm. in charlotte that event i was talking about and um he's we're sitting up front boxers playing starcraft we're looking up at the stage and someone snapped a picture and i had asked at the time no pictures of my me and my kids because i don't want people yeah you know being weird about them and and somebody put it up on rent and it's like what's that dad and it's and it's like son as far as the light shines, it's your is your kingdom, yeah, except yeah. for that dark area. That's Call of Duty. That's yeah. <laughs> like I was like okay, at the time fair, yeah. But that's so funny. <laughs> I think it's look. <laughs> I think it's like you have so many hours in a day, right? If you're yeah. a video game fan, and a lot of people are caught up in this, like, well, if they're not playing my game, how am I selling them loot boxes, or how am yeah. I selling them skins, or how yeah, am I yeah, selling yeah. them this shit? And it's rather than saying like, oh. If we're, if we're good at our job, they'll come back, yeah. right? If, we, if we're good at what we're doing, if we, what we make is great, we're good. Yeah. But it's just it's a weird thing, man. It's like Coke, you go, you, if you ever sell Pepsi to Pepsi, right, Frito-Lay, come down here, mm-hmm. have a meeting with them, go out to lunch, you will not go to a place that pours Coca-Cola. Oh. They will not take you to a place that pours Coca-Cola. Like, they can't. Like, if they serve Coke, you will leave. I you you not, right? And the same is true for if you go to a sales meeting with Coca-Cola. In my experience, yeah. maybe some people have lightened up, but it's the same with the you know with the, the beer owners. It's the same; these companies, they just have some archaic thinking. And I, I really think that like at this point, it's going to take a, some turnover in thinking and rationale for people to realize, like, yo, you know what? Rising tide, all mm-hmm. boats, baby, they yeah. go up. We go up.
0: Yeah. The, the 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 smartest thing I ever did was to be okay and accept the fact that. Except the true fact that YouTube is so big that everybody can be successful if they apply themselves, and and their success has nothing to do with your success. Their success has nothing to do with your failure, all the same. Uh, I mean, you
1: can ride on coattails, but that's a different story for another day. Yeah,
0: of course. Yeah. And and that happens daily. Daily. Mm -hmm. Daily. Um, So, you know, you brought up Saja and obviously Leo and Sonny. Um, they all play games, yeah. Right. Saja is obviously the oldest. That's uh, that's the first jersey that I ever gave yep. you was was one that says Saja. He still has it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what what does he play? He plays mostly league right now, and he's good at
1: it. But uh, you know, he's not he's he's not really into esports, bro. No, no, really. No, I mean, he'll watch top level play. Yeah. But he's not like, yo, what time is the LCS on? Mm-hmm. No? He's, oh, no, no. And that's I'm not, like, all
0: right. Hey, you don't you don't push it on him. No, I learned a long time ago you can't. Yeah, like it's, it doesn't work, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm, if, if my dad was one of the co-founders of MLG, you better believe I'm taking pictures with every single pro player. I don't even give a fuck if I don't. Mind. Oh, dude, the great story about Nade shot right when we're down.
1: We're, we're down uh, during the uh, that event that you guys needed to w- win to qualify, mm-hmm. um, and he's getting a signed hat from everybody. Nade walks off. He's too flustered. He's too prepped, and you call by. You go, Yo, Matt. That's Sonny's kid. And he's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, that's not, go, yeah. go, go. I'll never forget that. I yeah. gotta have a picture of him with the hat before yeah. Nate signed it. And we was like, and then afterwards he was like,
0: yes, yeah. Yeah. anyway, but the, you know,
1: I mean, we go, that's the thing, like we go way back. Like I, I, and that's a great example. Like I've seen kids grow up and grow, go through, and some still are, these stages of development when they were kids to young men, to men, mm-hmm to men who are fulfilling themselves and going, you know, and following their dreams. And it's, that's what I love most about this. And and girl, women as well. Like yeah. I've seen girls grow up and doing this stuff. And that's the thing that, to me, having been doing it for so long, dude, there are kids playing in our events today that were not born when we started the company. That's nuts. Bro, two of my kids were not on this planet, yeah. you know, on day one. Like, my fir- my Saja was in our first event in a stroller. Like, time flies. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And so... If nothing else, if nothing else were to come out of this,
0: knowing that we impacted people the way we have, yeah. Good with that. Yeah. That's that's uh that's amazing. So um Dr. Wobblekins. Yeah. That's uh that's also your son. That's Leo. Yeah. Leo is nasty at Fortnite. It, he was nasty
1: at a lot of things, to be honest it? with you. Yeah, he's a he's a natural man. But Fortnite is Fortnite his focus because he's you know, he's playful and, and he's complicated and there's a yeah, you know, a lot of stuff going
0: on. Yeah, what's cool about that is that you know people like you know let's call them influencers for whatever you know, or players that are popular, they play like Courage plays with him yeah, obviously, yeah. and it's not because he's your son. No, it's because he's he's nasty at the game. Where you could have you could easily hit up you know Tyler and mm-hmm. be like, "Yo, play with my son," and Tyler's gonna be like, "Yeah, of course, Sonny." You know, it's what what. What uh what goes through your head in in not using your influence in in your son's life in in situations where you can give him anything that he wants essentially.
1: Well, I mean I have, you know, I've reached out to some folks. Tyler did play with him but mm-hmm. off stream and that was yeah, yeah. before. That was at the very beginning of Tyler blowing up mm-hmm. with with Fortnite. Jack and he, you know, uh, he messaged like I think it was Twitter, I don't even remember, but but I have said, "Hey, if I do introduce him what I say is i was like This is my son. Here's a clip of his. Yeah. If you ever want to play with him, he has asked. You know, he's he doesn't have any social media yet. You know, how old is he? Uh, he's eleven now. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, eleven, twelve. Yeah, eleven. Uh, now he has social media, but I monitor it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't. I always tell people it's not a pressure thing. Yeah. Right. And I don't ask all that. I think I've asked a grand total of four times. Mm -hmm. Um. He, however has done enough for himself for people to search him out now yeah yeah so there's like we had an endorsement deal a sponsorship deal come across the table a team deal but he's too young like a bunch of stuff and i'm just like dude you you know pump the brakes yeah, you yeah. have a youtube channel you know and you've got you've got 30 some thousand subs like put some content up right yeah, like yeah. make some more videos and he's he was like he's uh, yesterday i was in the car uh driving from chicago and he's like Facetime. is like dad I'm out of school now. I can focus on making some content for YouTube. I was like, "All right, go find some videos you really like a lot. Let's see what the, you know, the common thread is." And then let me know. He's like, "Okay." He's like, "Should I ask anybody?" I was like, "No, no, you do this on your own." Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz I also don't want him to stop being a free thinker and an individual yeah. and independent. So, um and if I gave him everything, he's not going to appreciate it. He's no. not, you know, he's got to learn I what ours is ours and what's our children's our children we mm-hmm. will give them a lot of things yeah. but the thing we have to give them i think them more often than
0: not is yeah. the ability to do stuff for themselves yeah so you know who's um who's in a you in know a, in, a, in a weird predicament and it has has been for a while as a uh, uh gen, the general family uh mm-hmm. you know with the, because general the the call of duty player is good and like he almost always catches flack because of who his parents are and how you know wealthy they are but they can't pay for him to perform the way that he performs on so, fucking stage. So for me, like it, it, it annoys me to no end when people are, are just so ignorant to the fact that dude, you, you know what what I'm saying? you can't pay your way to a fucking championship.
1: Right, and we, ha- we saw that all the way back with Halo back in the day, and Steph Curry gets some of it because he grew up in a wealthy family because yep. his old man played ball. Yep. How's LeBron gonna raise his kids? Should we hold LeBron's kids back? Mm-hmm. Right, like if you if you can, As a parent, are you going to provide a comfortable life, a life where you get to experience things, a life where you don't maybe have to wake up worrying about certain things or or have the stresses Mm -hmm. of a family where the parents are worrying about those things? Or are you going to... Not right, like, is, or are you just going to be like, no, you gotta
0: do it on your you own, make your
1: own sandwich? Yet. Yeah, like, yeah. You go, No, you, we are, we're not going to go to the movies, no, we're not going to go, you know, on vacation. It's, I get it, but like, the, hating on people because of where they come from, he didn't choose to be yeah. born to that family, yeah, right? Yeah. Is he a good guy? Is he, you know, is he, did he do something to you that upset you? That's a different story. Yeah. I don't, I can't speak to that. What I can speak to is like that, that kind of attention will get you
0: nowhere in life, yeah, nowhere, but no, no. unhappy. It, but negative, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's just uh, one of those things that that's super, super, super annoying to me. Just from that. Uh, at what age do you think that you'll you'll be like, all right, you can explore sort of, you know, teams or you know sponsorships and like I, you know, because he's eleven. Yeah. Like, there, there's no way. Thirteen guess, is the answer,
1: by yeah, the way. Thirteen. Because that's when he's legally allowed to, as a minor, I can sign on his behalf. Explore. Yeah. not necessarily do but yeah. explore. And 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 because I mean he you know I mean he's a sharp kid. Mm-hmm. He's a super smart kid and we're actually going to he he's straight A kid in school. Next year he's going to be online school from home so he can focus on it more. Yeah. And because we just we're, we're very
0: flexible with that stuff, mm-hmm. um, I, I homeschool my kids though, so yeah. yeah I, no, I, I'm look,
1: with we w- our youngest finished the year this year homeschooled. We got done in two and a half hours, what would take them two days at school. to yeah. be perfectly honest, right? And so, yeah. um, but because some of the friends that he's made, who are a little bit older, who are competing and who are trying to build up their, yeah, you know, profiles, he's asked them, like, so what? You know, do you go to where do you go to school or where do you do? And, and so he's pieces again. He's like, Dad, I want to try this. Yeah, I'm like, all right. We can try it. Yeah. Why not? We'll see how it works. But again, if it doesn't work, the plan is we go to something that we know will work. Yeah. Right. So I'm, um, yeah. I, I think you know when he's 13, we'll uh, we'll pick the conversations up again. But I also want him to enjoy his childhood, right? I want him to enjoy being the age that he is now, and I want him to enjoy yeah. growing up and and having, uh, you know, just he had a pool party yesterday while I was driving in Wisconsin, and I was just like. I could hear the kids in the background. I heard him at one point yell, you know, yell out because his voice is very recognizable. And my wife was on the phone. She was like, "That was Leo." And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, I heard Sundance scream. And I was like, "They're being kids. Yeah. They're kids. They have technology in front of them and access
0: to information." But yeah,
1: they're, but they're kids. Yeah, yeah, they're
0: boys. Um, well, I was just, I just had. Sorry. To, I, I, no, no, it's good. It's good. I just had a thought. Um, okay, so you know, the MLG is going great. MLG, you know, TV comes along, and, and yeah. you, you guys figure out the that you know there there's there's opportunity just like on youtube anybody can be successful just on, on the internet anybody can be successful if there's a twitch there can certainly be a mixer the same way that it mm-hmm. could be uh uh what else was there some sling tv or some shit <laughs> like whatever and so and, and then comes along mlg tv um I'll, you know some people were like well you know why don't they just use you know twitch right, right. So the, when the question should have been like why wouldn't they try to do what twitch did if if if, if I at the beginning said, Well, why would I start a team if, if uh Team Envious yeah. already exists? Why don't I just move my players there? Why you know, like that that competition is good in all aspects, period. It, 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 if, if FaZe wouldn't have climbed the ranks the way that it did during Modern Warfare two to we would have never I would have never mentally evolved into saying, All right, we're getting our asses kicked on on, on sniper montages. They're <laughs> they're fresher. <laughs> Let's focus on competitive. And yeah. if we would have never focused on competitive and focused on the Nate shots and and, and the and, and the Mercs and the Brambos and the big timers and the J caps, yeah, J-caps, I mean the, list, the, yeah list. the list goes on. It, we we wouldn't be where we're at today. So uh, again, competition is good, period. And and the only time the competition is, is 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 not healthy is when the people you're competing against are complete fucking assholes. And and there's something more <laughs> there than just competition for competition's sake. Um, when you guys decide, okay, you, you you've taken. You took MLG as far as you possibly could in your head obviously I wouldn't say that I would say it was a mixed
1: it was there, we got there through mixed thought mm-hmm. um, there were some people inside the company who felt very strongly about it there were some who were not convinced mm-hmm. right so the point was we're p- spending a lot of money to produce these events and create this content and it's really sticky but we're putting it on a platform where it's hard to monetize because at the time twitch was not no. what it is today Mm-mm. it was I mean it was a 800 pound gorilla now it's an 8,000 pound gorilla but we had to do special deals with them around monetization and like oh this is really tough and so our sales team had had some conversations about pre-selling stuff and originally we were doing that where we would sell stuff and then roll it through their ads delivery system but we weren't getting the tracking we need this is not a knock on twitch like like, we went head to head in some of this stuff and there were times when they were out in market saying stuff about us and our guys were saying stuff about them and which I wish we could have avoided, but that's that was that like, hey, you know I got I gotta close the deal. I gotta yeah. get something done. And so um, what h- ended up happening was we got offers for very high pre-buy rates for video if we were delivering it ourselves, right? And so we struggled with how to do that. We put too much time and effort at a time when we were we were not like we, we didn't have as much capital on hand as we should have to mm-hmm. do this. And I went out, and at this point we had raised a lot of money uh, what's a lot of money sixty seven million total ex- excluding what Mike and I and our angel round had done um, and we raised the second we raised this money in a short period of time we raised the first ten, then we raised a bunch after that, and then over time we got some more yeah um and the board I was like, yo let's double down. I was like, if we can get over this next hump, we will be in a position to transact with a with Microsoft I think mm-hmm. um Activision Blizzard, right? maybe? Mm-hmm. Maybe EA, but that's not really. But you know, it's just I had to list Yeah, Google. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yahoo. Don't get me started on that, bro. Um, so we went at it. It took development resources away from other areas because we were, we were constrained. We got a product out. It kind of worked. It wasn't everything that some people inside the company thought it was. But it allowed us to do something very important. It allowed us to start to have a conversation with people about the fact that we controlled content plus distribution right so that's content is king content plus distribution king Kong, right Mm -hmm. and so we have that now um did we oversell it to ourselves maybe did we oversell it to some of our partners not maybe a tiny bit but in that arms war right when we brought on a lot of the call of duty players a lot of teams and we were guaranteeing high cpms and we were delivering those but there became a frustration because there were still the pre-existing communities that existed on Twitch. People like matt for example who'd built a channel people you know at twitch getting in and saying to them hey you know come back come back mm-hmm, to flavor mm-hmm. town uh which i get we had to continue to ramp up spending yeah. and they could just ride it out so um but that eventually led to a situation where twitch paid a very large money amount mm-hmm. of money for the overwatch league content right mm-hmm. because 90 million was it yeah because when you say hey we have the capability we're not saying we're going to do it you we need to be made whole on this and so um it was early wasn't executed perfectly but it had to be done and anybody who's spending money to produce their content on their own has the right to explore that uh learned a lot from that man talk about fail quick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like learned a lot yeah and i think look i like I said, the Twitch to us was so great in so many ways, but then it, it was a, a ceiling to it for us at the time. Now yeah. that ceiling, I look at Twitch, I don't see it. I think I think Twitch has handled a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, YouTube is, has done a lot of work, uh, obviously, in the gaming stuff with Ryan. I mean, Fuzz has done a great job, but they're not. They and they don't necessarily want to be the home for live mm-hmm. esports, yeah. right? Because they're just like, oh, we got everything else <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything literally <Yeah.
0: laughs> when when you when you think when you have you have you seen those graphs where you're like this is the this is the this is earth this is the sun this is you know star and then this is the other star and this is the other star. Yeah. that's the that's the way i look at like the current yeah. the ecosystem that is gaming right you have you have uh you know mixer and then you have twitch and then you have like youtube yeah. which is yeah. like the yeah. biggest so it to me it's like again there there's so much room I mean, look at how successful twitch is even though they're not the biggest gaming platform for video or uh, live or on demand. I mean, I don't think they, they do kind of on demand, right? Like there's a
1: they do some on demand, but it's not their, it's not, it's not their, their focus. Core, yeah. you know, it's not their focus. And look, they'll evolve over time. I don't think that's a finished product. It mm-hmm. co- can't be, but, um, yo, know, th- they, Justin TV pivoted to Twitch, own it. Uh, League of Legends comes along. Boom. Right. Uh, our events, ESL, uh, IPL, all competing, throwing these huge events. So you have appointment viewing, boom. Yeah. Uh, fast forward to Fortnite, boom. They ri- can ride the wave of any big yeah. hit. Anything yeah. that comes out that's a cultural phenomenon, yeah. they're set up to do like Now they've pivoted back where they've got a lot of the stuff that you used to see on Justin TV there, mm-hmm. but the difference is, is that it's like, a massive like business and they and can, so can actually monitor it, yeah. you know, better than they could back in the day. So yeah. I I think it's fascinating to see. Gaming was the hook. Yeah. And then it took them out of this generalist thing, and now now they're going back where they can have some of that back. YouTube, similarly, right? Music number one on YouTube, and probably will always be because like people just want to put on playlists. Gaming number two. Yeah, dude, you like you? Hey, know, I want to I want to be a YouTuber. What should I do? Let yeah. me think. Am I? Can I play music? No. Mm-hmm. Can I play video games?
0: Yeah. yeah. Am I? semi funny? Yeah. yeah. You know, like that's uh, that that's why. So I. I the thing about Twitch and the thing about MLG is that, you know, culturally, I mean, and and I like ESL. like they they do a great job. but, I don't ever see somebody walking around with a, with an ESL hoodie <laughs> the way that I see myself running around with the MLG hoodie or other people's. Yeah. So, so you guys did a, a really good job of sort of creating this lifestyle brand that that happened around that area. Um, and it has to do very much with the early days of the of the first signed athletes to Red Bull. It has to do a lot with uh, how many cans was T-squared on for Dr. Pepper? Oh,
1: 182 million. Something.
0: 182 million cans had. Bottled, yeah, it was the 16 ounce individual sale bottles so it wasn't
1: even the ones that you like walmart sales of dr pepper when he went on there like skyrocketed because they were individually people would send in pictures of the conveyor belt you know a checkout filled with these bottles yeah barack obama's um inauguration there's a picture of him adjusting his tie and t squared's in the picture bro I, i yeah crazy really yeah that to was to this day they still have those. no this was in like time magazine or newsweek or something like it's a stock photo you can find i can look for it online and show you later uh yeah homie dr Diet, dr pepper c squared and and mr barack like yeah that. that's <laughs>
0: that's insane um so again creating creating the sort of culture of of like coolness because of the events that you guys sort of put on out of every single event in the entirety of how long, two thousand two. So how many years is that? I don't that's so too many years. Yeah, Going too many too years. Year. So, <laughs> it, out of all the events that you ran in the too many years, which one has been your favorite? If you were to pick one, because I'm sure they, that's oh, yeah. mixed. So selfishly, I think X Games Aspen,
1: side of a mountain. X Games, yeah, side of a mountain. X Games brand. Uh, I love to ski, but 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 like, <laughs> but dude, think about this. You're on the side of a ski mountain and you deliver a quality event in a tent, the bottom of a ski hill, while there's crazy shit going on outside, um, that's Adam and crew again, right? So to me, that, br- like, x Games saying, yo, come come work with us, was, I was like, yeah, yo. Um, Austin, too hot, but, but uh, Aspen for me, because the fact that we pulled it off on the side of the mountain, yeah. where there's not as much infrastructure, and it's just not set up for that stuff. No. That's my favorite, from a, from a, Proud, proud Papa moment, Yeah, my favorite event ever, uh, the Meadowlands event after we raised the 10 million. When everybody walked in and we were filming the, the, the TV show and we're like, and they're like, because I, I finally got to do my stage design on a cocktail napkin and it was like, wow, projector screens, Yeah, everybody's, like, yeah, it was yeah. just like, that to me was my favorite because I saw in the eyes of the kids who I'd gotten to know the previous year, that like okay, I'm I'm going in the right direction. Yeah, you know, of course. if that makes sense, like like I'm right
0: on this. I don't know there's other things, but on this, we're in the right direction. Yeah, so I, I wrote it down here. X Games, and yeah, we won it back to back. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so, but but aside from that, it was it was and the fun, the most fun I've ever had in in any MLG event was X Games Aspen. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first time I've ever been to Aspen. We we were all together, right? That's right. Yeah, I that's right. <laughs> we, we, we were all together. It was the event where Bobby Samsa and Adam Epicella <laughs> almost clashed the two biggest dudes. It <laughs> gave me history just like, <laughs> because everyone was having that. such a good time. Yeah, and, uh, I and I remember clearly Rishi and, uh, and I were like, you know, Aspen went in Aspen, you know, get yeah. a joint. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and we, we pulled up to a club and they're like, Hey, do you guys, can you allow to smoke in there? And then they're like, they're like, no. And I'm like, what if I buy bottle It's Like, Come on! So we went in there, bro. We had the biggest party ever, and it happened. It was it was fucked up the way it happened. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why because Fwiz, mm-hmm. the Fuez that he is. So it's me, Fwiz, Lester, Adam epicella and that. And then we, you know, it was like twelve, and at twelve o'clock, Fuez comes with a tray of just shots, like the asshole that he is. Right, everyone's already drunk by now, but he comes tray and and you know he talks he talks yeah. he talks a good game so everybody drank and then from there we go to this club and it was just like the mm. most mind-blown party i have ever yeah. been to because of how cool it just everything was just so amazing in that sort of in 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 that spectacle that was yeah. you know the, the whole experience because when you go to an mlg event you're not just experiencing the tournament you know, there's an after party, mm-hmm. and there's 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 opportunities for you to go break to go to breakfast with your friends yep, yep, on a yep. vacation. Yeah, it's yeah. like a resort because you're at a hotel, but yeah. you have an activity that, that that brought everybody together to give an excuse for you to hang out with people. Yeah, and and to me, that was the the experience that I've I've always loved about MLG is the tournament's nice, winning the tournament's awesome, but we didn't even compete at that event. Yeah, no, I remember we didn't even compete. It was, was Counter Strike and it was Halo. Yep, right. Yep. And at the time we were, I think I was talking to Reggie from uh, TSM, Reggie. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, "Are you guys gonna step into into Counter Strike?" And I, I remember clearly saying, "It's like, nah, man, we're too busy, you know, sponsoring uh, UFC athletes yeah. and yeah, putting yeah, our logo yeah, on yeah, there." Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, "I'm here to see the same <sighs> T Yeah, for, like, yeah. we're, we're here, both right? scouting, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that that was cool. Reggie is is one of the to me is is like one of the dudes that I've that I've always like like. You know what he built is fucking incredible, dude. The way he did it too. The way he did I it mean, too. If you
1: know the inside story and stuff, and like, yeah, much respect always. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: always. So, so to me, again, the the experiential feeling that I go to an MLG event is just like,
1: dude. Yeah, no, I mean, me too. I, that, that's the thing. Like, um, like being, being there, having it get to a point where you're as long for some of the ride as much as anyone else who's yeah. made the trip was one of the really enjoyable things for me, because I'd have ups and downs, I'd mm-hmm. have events where I'd have to get on camera and apologize because yeah. our internet went out, I'd have you know concerns for th- just whatever's going on, um, yeah. which is why Adams can be tense at events because he's doing that all day long. Yeah. Right? But to also walk out the front door see a kid signing autographs or taking pictures and be like, I remember when nobody knew who he was Yeah, yeah. and he came up to me and he was like, thank you. And asked me questions and asked, maybe, you know, told me a little bit about himself and like, I'm like, that's cool. And then seeing someone else like a, um, a parent, for example, that you get to know, um, like that's the stuff that like to me really was one of the reasons why on tough days, it's like no, nah, there's no bad days doing yeah. stuff you love. It's nope. just tough days. Agreed. Yeah.
0: So one of the one of the first times that I ever, uh, it may have been the second event that I attended that I saw the the power of of personalities in the game was uh, there was this one commentator I think it's Tasteless or Artosis one so, one uh-huh. of those two. But I saw him walking off the stage. Here's a commentator. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I saw him walk off the stage and he got mobbed, mobbed and, yeah. and and I'm like one day our lines are gonna be that long. I'm like we have I'm oh, like in, I, my, in, yeah. in, in my head I'm like I have to make that happen and yeah. we did oh, yeah. you know yeah, and, no, and and it wasn't a uh you know that's cool. it was like to be. To have that sort of relationship with people you've never met is what attracted me to it. It's building, the response, it's building community, that yeah. It's building, yeah. And, and it wasn't, again, it wasn't like, oh shit, I'm fucking famous, you know. For yeah. me, it's never been that. Yeah. Right? It's 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 the the community, the the mm-hmm. relationship that you, as human, are able to 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 sort of create, dude. Think about this. Think about how many kids woke up
1: this morning inspired by you.
0: I don't think no, no 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 no
1: no no no. I'm just saying because of the community yeah. that they're in and the like-minded people they met. I'm not saying where they're like I want to be Hector, but yeah. they're like, "What well, Hector and his and his crew, mm-hmm. optic, yeah, right, and more, right?" But they're like, "I'm part of this. Yeah. I'm part. I'm the part of the Green Wall, bro. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man." And and so and there's, and there's many slices of that within our world, and that's the thing that blows me away, and yeah. I, I really uh, I like that. I like that a lot because they are. Part of something bigger, right? And you, everyone wants to feel like that. But it's also, like we said, in a couple of years, they may be going to events, hanging out with their buddies, waking up, getting you know, breakfast in the restaurant. Going to drive cars, if they're yeah. in Vegas or shoot guns or where yeah, yeah. you know, because we all know the little things we like to do in the cities we go to, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. yep. Um,
0: yeah. I think it's cool, man. I think it's great that that that, that exists in, in general, yeah. but especially in our space. I, I can I can tell you that every single event before before we became who we became, every single MLG event <laughs> when Call of Duty was off on the station, there was no chairs for people to sit around. Fifteen people, you know, walking around watching people play. I remember seeing the stardom and and just be in awe that that was a possibility mm. now here i am a 20 let's call it nine year old dude seeing you know 19 20 21 year old kids essentially like the 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 mason cobs the Washies, mm-hmm. the the you know the the epitome of the original sort of gangsters when it comes to f- gaming fame i was just mind blown because halo uh, it, the halo audience in in the halo attitude of competitors was different than the than the starcraft community oh yeah and and the, and the way that they acted so for me it's it's always been um, like that like community building friends that you've never yeah. met will probably never meet uh and and that's a responsibility that i always take like yeah, i wake up thinking yeah. you know what do they want to see today right. you know so so for me that's that's always been important and and, and Largely because I through through what you built and with you and your team built, I saw the possibilities and I saw the opportunity and I saw something that I wanted to be a part of so badly that that's what happened. So, anyway, I, I usually ask this question at the beginning of the um, mm-hmm. of the podcast, so I'm going to ask it now because I, w- I want to talk about your your current project. So, who are you today?
1: That's a good question, dude. <laughs> Getting <laughs> metaphysical. Um, I'm. Uh no longer a professional skier uh so i'm, I'm back to work a bit yeah uh <laughs> so really quickly
0: you were getting paid
1: to i was getting paid to ski to ski and and to hang out with by my pool so i was yeah, yeah you're a, professional, a professional, professional lifeguard and professional how, skier can you talk about how that happens um you, so if, yeah i so, so basically what happened is we sold the business half the business to activision the other half we chunked off and sold to somebody else one part was very public, the other part was not. I went along, I had a, an engagement letter to stay on. They wanted me to do a bunch of stuff for them. Over time, that role shifted. They didn't really have a spot for me. They said, hey, we'll just we'll, we'll let you know yeah. if we need you. And then the call didn't come for a while. And I, I did, so I was helping in the background. I was helping Adam yeah. with stuff. Yeah. I was flying to events and doing keynotes and speaking on panels yeah. and stuff. But I was skiing a lot and I was yeah. hanging out at home a lot and driving my family. At first, it was great, and then I probably was driving them crazy so but that ended in march of this year yeah so we agreed to say uh peace out um still have a great relationship with bobby Kodak. still really proud of what we and the guys continue to build over there with overwatch league being something we had a hand in upcoming call of duty league being something and, and cwl being something so so now fast forward to um where i am now and i have um few businesses that i'm 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 launching um outside of the gaming space and some inside um i'll just give you the areas. so i'm getting into the pet industry Mm -hmm. i'm getting into the supplement space with some some good people and then the third thing is um gaming related so yeah and we'll be public about all that pretty soon but so i'm i'm back to my entrepreneurial ways right i'm I'm somebody who's i want to do a lot but i also want to have enough time in my days to focus on the things so they're you know, I can't do everything all the time. I yeah. gotta kind of break it up into layers.
0: Yeah, one of the one of the things that you never stop being an entrepreneur, and you never really know that you're an entrepreneur until you try something, right? right. And and for me, like even even now, taking the, the year off that I took off, and fuck, I shouldn't have, right? I was like yeah. poor poor thing. But I I, I always like the, the the businesses that I'm involved in right now that I haven't been public about. Like, those are things that I wanted to do for a very long time right, that I yeah. haven't been able to do because I've been, you know, I've been bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, and then the time that came for me to be able to do those things, like, I'm finally, I finally, you know, made it. I I, 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 uh, I did okay for myself, you know, and I consulted this deal. Like, my, before I sold, I consulted with every, well, my top five picks for eSports business entrepreneurs, you were one of them i read my deal through You're like what do you think of this deal you like, fucking take it right it was it was unanimous across the entire well board i
1: remember what specifically what i said to you i was like you have your number circle yeah you're gonna get that and you're like yeah i was like all right man, yeah. man you know
0: so anyway so aside yeah. from that you, you never really stop being an entrepreneur you, yeah. you just can't it once you once you get out of the matrix essentially mm-hmm. then you understand really what it feels like to to work with people not work for people and not have people work for you. First thing I told Matt when I hired him is that you're on paper you're my employee, but you're here to work with me. We're working on something together. I'm uh-huh. I'm, I'm your boss, but only because I'm the one that pays you your shit. I'm not gonna as long as you do your job. I'm never gonna act like a boss to you. Period. If you do your shit, like let's just work. And that that sort of mentality has always carried through in 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 the entirety of everything that I've done because content to me is something sacred. The attention span and the the eyeballs that. I've been so blessed to receive from from the audience that I have, from the green wall and, and, and outside of that, that's a responsibility that I'd never take for granted or lightly. And I take that responsibility as serious as I take being a father to my daughter yeah. and, a, and, a, and a big brother to all of my players. Um, and again, for me, that is priority number one because, and, and that's what, again, you know, you look at, and I'm not talking shit about ESL or, yeah. or anybody else, but I've never been to, an ESL event or that, and had like an experience where I was just like, that was a fucking dope ass event. Even when they took over uh, Halo, even when they took over Call of Duty, in the place that they put it in, I was just like, man, what? When when can we get back to traveling to Anaheim? When when, when can we get back to the esports traveling carnival? That is what I I grew up and I and I was already an old ass man, like twenty nine <laughs> when I started, but I grew up on that. Like yeah. my, I, I mentally. And I, I and spiritually, truly, because I was really free at that point. I was no longer working for somebody. Uh, like I grew up in those in those sort of heydays of, of that. What do you? Do you uh, obviously, you can tell me you, whatever, <laughs> right? But uh, and I've heard your opinion. But events like MLG Anaheim will never happen again because of, or they will, but not necessarily for call of duty the way that they've happened before is that a sad thing to you like seeing what the, the sort of culture you created where anybody can show up you me maddie and and roger can go show up and com- try to compete right. in a call of duty event and if we're good enough we're going to get on main stage and play Scump and or clayster or right. whoever is does that sadden you a tiny little bit
1: yeah man i think because that aspirational component and the fact that we saw dude i remember when enable mm-hmm. was a punk little kid playing Halo Mm -hmm. and I had to have a conversation with him and his team in the in the hallway outside the venue because of how they were communicating yeah and look at him now right more than 10 years later um at that time he wasn't coming thinking he was going to get a shot against the Ogre twins Mm -hmm. but guess what he did eventually Mm -hmm. right it wasn't but it wasn't that one event so yeah I think the greatness that you have Pot- potential for greatness that you have in an open environment for competition is, in theory, someone can go off and ha- it's any given Sunday, right? Yeah. Um, I understand why there's a movement away from that stuff, but I- I'll tell you this: I'd be real surprised if, in some shortish period of time over the next year, or change whatever it may be, you don't see that resuscitated, right? Yeah. Revived, yeah, uh, brought back to life because um, it's, it's, you don't recognize how important something is. Like you yeah. take out a structural beam in this building, yeah. like, oh, I like it. It looks better. And then the ceiling falls. You're like, shit, we got to rebuild the ceiling. Right? Yeah. I feel like that could be what one of the would, things would happen, right? Yeah. I, I'm not saying it 100% will, but the community deserves that as well. People deserve opportunities to interact with the game that they're willing to invest time, effort, yeah. and energy money into. You know, in, in in a really compelling, exciting way. So, yeah, it does. It is. Then Adam would tell you that in spades, man, because yeah. he championed
0: for that, like yeah. real champion for it yeah. in a way which I really admire and I think is important. Yeah. So I've I've been mauling that over like nonstop. So like, can I hold open events here? Like once a week, and and, and 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 you know just for fun, right? Just right. at first, and you know maybe it, it builds in something uh, else. Uh, any exciting projects that that you see, not just yours, but just in the space? Like, what are your hopes for for esports as a as a whole? Um,
1: yeah, so I, I think it's I think that the stuff that's really exciting. Like I was meeting w- with with Astro today, and he's got some stuff planned, which is fun. I was speaking to you, I was speaking to you know uh, the NYXL guys in New York. I think the exciting thing is happening right and, and um the liquids of the world and and you know it's just I think the exciting thing is happening is people are now at a point where they've matured enough and their businesses are at a point where they're recognizing opportunity as opposed to necessity right yeah, and so uh, there's still a lot of work to be done by the leagues, all of them not not you know and not calling on any individual one and sure. by teams yep. in order to make sure that they are able to be successful. You can't just assume you're going to be successful. I think the teams, there's a great difference in how a lot of them are operated. Mm -hmm. I think some will be stronger than others. That's the same thing with baseball, the Mm -hmm. NBA, the NFL. right? Some are just better than others in how they operate and how much revenue they create. So I'm excited about that layer in here Mm -hmm. that's not sexy getting built out. right. So infrastructure, picks and shovels, the things that are required for business owners investors to come into this space and know that there's a way to get to that sustainable, healthy business because the work has been done. We, we, we've we fast forwarded so far with eSports in the last you know, couple of years really since Overwatch League came out and like these teams became limited assets and everything's moving to structured league. Well, not, but most things are moving to structured leagues, but that work hasn't been done in that middle layer. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that excites me most and that's something I'm going to be focusing on. If, I think. if
0: you if you look at eSports and then you, you put on a scale from one to ten, one being, you know, the platform where it started and 10 being completion, as, as completion can be the way that sports would never be completed, got completed. But in, in the scale of like, you look at traditional sports, that's it. Right, yeah, yeah. unless you do what esports is doing and you sort of develop that that online, you know, sort of relationship with the fans, that's it for them. You know, that's as big as they're ever going to get. They're yeah. not going to get any bigger than that, no matter how hard they try. If anything, people are running away. From, yeah, from, yeah, So yeah. whatever. Where do you think we're, we we're at at that point? Four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, we're not even halfway there. I no, agree, a hundred percent.
1: We're not halfway there, and and the thing is, is that's not saying that everybody. You know, is going to get past five. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying that the whole thing is not even halfway there. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Which to me is exciting as hell, dude. Same, yeah. Dude, I, w- when you said that you have to be a little bit of a fortune teller, or, or, I, I've always said that I can see the future. Right. I, everybody that I talk to and they get annoyed, but I don't give a shit. I can <laughs> see the future. I know where I this... knew you
1: were going to get annoyed. See, I saw the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I,
0: I know where this thing is going, which yeah, is why yeah, like the, yeah. the, the 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 businesses that I've been working on yeah. be- behind closed doors get me so excited because I just see them. You know, yeah, I see right. I see the need for every single one of the things that I'm creating. Right, the same dude. way that you're doing your, your, your thing, and the fact that. I don't know. I I don't want to get, get to know the fact that people don't see that is just like, c- dude. People can't better see what's, for us. Yeah,
1: people, you know, they have blinders on. They can't see what's right here. They can't see through what's right there. They yeah. can't, And and that's it's better for us, like you yeah. said, dude. Much
0: yeah. better. Much much better. Uh, anyway, do, do you have anything else to say, man? I, know that I just want to say it's good to see right? you, bro. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I came. Uh, I was. Uh, I told you I flew to Chicago yesterday from New York, drove to Wisconsin, back to Chicago, got delayed, came here, and I was afraid I was going to miss you. So I'm glad I made it, and thanks for having me on, dude. Yeah, bro. Thank you always. so
0: much, man. I appreciate your friendship, your mentorship, everything about you, bro. Thank back you so you. much. Thanks. Uh, thank you again to to the sponsors. Uh, we do appreciate you showing up. Best spoke. Uh, all the information is listed down below, as well as Zebit and you know, always and forever, uh, Seagate. In fact, I'm going to give you uh, a a hard drive for. I'm going to have to give you three so you have three <laughs> sons so i'm gonna give you three oh, weird, um, external hard drives for you to take to the boys that way they don't have to you know oh, store you, man. all the, their stuff i appreciate workplace. that yeah uh so yeah thanks a lot man i appreciate you Absolutely. Uh, everybody we'll see you guys next week at the same time maddie hit him with the music